Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, fellow Liberty lovers, and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I'm your host, Jake Counts. Today's date is March the 3rd, 2013, and I'm going to be live here for the next hour, so feel free to call in if you guys got any questions for me, 602-753-1916. I'll pull you up as soon as I see you guys on. And also, if you want to live chat with me, you can go to the chat window on Blog Talk Radio. And I'll chat through some of the audio clips. But just to get into a little bit of what I wanted to talk about in the show today, I do have a lot of the Ann Coulter clips. I did a full breakdown on my YouTube channel, uh, We Are Not Cattle TV. You can check it out there. It's the full clip. It's all eight minutes. And I interject with the libertarian talking points. They're actually not talking points. We like to refer to it as logic. And Ann Coulter comes back with all of her um, right-wing Republican neoconservative rhetoric. Because it is. It's rhetoric. And what happens when you have logic versus rhetoric, they typically only have a couple of ways that they can go. And what they like to do is they like to spin it or do misdirection or minimize or marginalize the things you're talking about. And you'll hear that in these clips, and it's absolutely amazing what's going on. But first, let's get into a little bit of the news and what I think are some really, really big swings that are going to be coming our way. So first, I'm going to read uh, just a couple of headlines that I wanted to get into later on, but uh, this is the – this is what we're going to be discussing today. We're going to be discussing drones the financial side of things, and also I'll get into the Ann Coulter stuff because it's just too juicy to let go. I did do a couple of them briefly um, last week on my interview with Robbie Wells on Wednesday. You guys can check that out in the archive. Uh, it should be the show before this, or you can just Google search or start paid search, whatever you guys want to do. Um, it is We Are Not Cattle Interviews, Robbie Carr Wells. Fantastic interview, great guy, constitutionalist, stand-up dude. Check it out. The interview was about 40 minutes. We ran into some technical difficulties with Skype, but pushed through it, and everything looks great. And I'm also going to put an edited version on my site here in the next couple of days. So here's some of the headlines. Domestic drones are rarely reshaped, are, are already reshaping U.S. crime fighting. And that is from Reuters. And remember, everybody, I will link to all of these articles on the website, wearenotcattle.net. You'll just be able to look under the reference articles for tonight's show. Click it, and it'll just take you right to the webpage so you guys can read the actual articles from there. This is Reuters. And it talks about how independent people have been utilizing drones to fly domestic operations for finding missing children, those types of things. And then I got kind of confused, so I want to read some portions of this. 
and it says down here about halfway through the article, and it talks about a gentleman by the name of uh, Gene Robinson. He's been he says has been de designing and de flying domestic drone systems and custom made for disaster and emergency response for more than a decade. Now, here's where it gets interesting, because I want you to think back to where we had the Donner incident here, and it talks about – and the headlines were all over Drudge. They were all over all the main or mainstream media that Donner could be the first target of U.S. drones. Well, within the article, it gives you some more misdirection and says – Robinson says that he has flown dozens of search missions for law enforcement agencies in 29 states and in four countries locating 10 missing persons after the traditional search and rescue were exhausted. And he goes on to brag about how he gets around it as he incorporated his commercial drone because it's not commercial. He incorporated himself under a 501c3 nonprofit, so that makes it okay. And it goes on to talk about how he how he was going to go help find a missing child, and the FAA shot it down, no pun intended. But they 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 told him that he couldn't do it, and the the kid ended up you know they find the kid in the in the woods like a week later or whatever. And it's supposed to set the precedent that this is okay. I am very very torn on drones. Number one, because I know enough about computers to know that if it's transmitting a radio signal, then you can hack that and you can take control over it. I don't care how sophisticated your technologies are. you know, Somebody can figure out a way to hack that device. So even if you want to use it for supposed finding the bad guy or finding the missing child, that's about the only case that I really see it relevant in the United States is if you are trying to find a missing persons, then absolutely deploy a drone. That's fine. But having them armed with like shotguns and tear gas canisters and stuff like that, no. That's nineteen eighty four, that's Orwellian stuff. Let's stay away from that. Because all you have to do is set the precedent. And as soon as you have a precedent set then everybody can revert back to that precedent and say, well, here's what happened. You know, this worked out. We need to try this. And the reason that the drone thing really drives me bonkers is we've been, I guess, lied to is not really a good word. But the press secretary, Gibbs, told MSN, that he was told to not touch the drone topic or to not acknowledge the drone topic. And I've seen some whitewash articles saying that, well, if you just look at his statements, if you just look at his statements, then you can see that he was alluding to a drone program. But I've got the audio for you, and then I'm going to catch it on the backside because I want to break this down for you. What is trying to be said here? Now, he can't go out and say it in any uncertain terms, but this is also the guy that bamboozled all the reporters when everybody was looking for Obama and Hillary, and they were at Bilderberg, 
and they get them all on this this phony plane ride, and they say, "Hey, yeah, the president or the president elect and Secretary Clinton, you know, this is when they were jockeying for position to find out who was going to run the global crime syndicate." And they said, "Well, everybody just get on the plane, and they're going to be here in a minute." And then they shut the doors, take off, and say, "Well, they wanted to meet with some people." And I'll play that clip for you guys next week because you know, I, I know that it's, it's a long, long time ago. Well, you know, they're going to meet with some people, and they wanted it to be private. And that's all that I know. So here's Gibbs talking about the drone program and talking about how he was not to acknowledge it. So it's not that it's not that you can't say that drones don't exist. Just don't acknowledge the question. Don't acknowledge that portion of things because we really haven't figured out how we're going to sell the American public on this stuff. So here is here's the clip of um, of Gibbs. When I went through the process of becoming press secretary, one of the things, one of the first things they told me was, you're not even to acknowledge the drone program. You're not even to discuss that it exists. Wow. And so I would get a question like that, and literally I, I couldn't tell you what Major asked, because once I figured out it was about the drone program, <laughs> I realized I'm not supposed to talk about wow. it. And, but here's what's inherently crazy about that proposition. You're being asked a question based on reporting of a program that exists. <laughs> right. So you're the official government spokesperson exactly. acting as if, the entire program, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Right. And he makes a joke about it at the very end. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Listen, these people know that the American public is half-assed paying attention to everything. And it's due to dumbing down. It's, you know, it's, it's the additives in the food. It's you know fluoride in the water, which people have been trying to fight to get it out of all these municipalities and stuff. I filter my own water with the fluoride filter, so you know it's one of those things that it's acclamation. I mean, just look at what these people do, everyone. Obama gets up there and talks about how he's not going to hire any lobbyists, hires the most lobbyists. I'm going to be the most transparent. He's the most secretive. And here's another example of that. Right here, what I what I read the other day um, on the Bin Laden files, and here is what came out on John Brennan. Uh, he's the nominated to the head of the CIA, and he's and he talked and I'm sorry and discussed the ethics and efficiency of the U.S. president's counterterrorism strategy. And I'm going to read from the article. This is a Time Magazine article, and he talks about how. The Obama administrations and the official referred to the documents that they found in Osama bin Laden's hideout with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny and and gosh, you just pick a fictional character because I mean it was just ridiculous the raid and everything, and then the cover up on on the backside was even more ridiculous. Was he referred to the documents? As a quote-unquote treasure trove the size of a quote-unquote small college library. And guess how many documents they released to the public? Hundreds of thousands of documents, they said. We've got hundreds of thousands of documents with his plans and where he's going to go and what he's going to do and who he's funding and everything. And how many documents did they release to the public? 
17. It's not a joke. Well, actually, it is a joke, but it's a joke on us, the people. These people that are running the show are really starting to aggravate me and other people that are awake. And I don't mean to say awake. Awake is a really bad term. What I mean to say is those of us that care and pay attention. Because if you care and pay attention, propaganda just it it's hokey. It's a farce. I'll I'll, I'll never forget I was watching um gosh, I was watching some I think it was like the Yankees versus the Red Sox and I was just flipping the channels and I was bored and saw the Yankees versus the Red Sox and all of a sudden there was a big cheer in the middle of the game. This is on ESPN. Big cheer. Woo yeah and I was like Nothing's happened. Nobody's thrown a pitch. I thought somebody ran out on the field and got tackled streaking doing something like that. No, they put it up on the teleprompter screen that we killed Osama bin Laden. It is confirmed that we just killed Osama bin Laden. Who from most CIA sources that I've heard or I've seen documents released from said that he died five years ago from kidney failure. Now, I don't know if that's a PSYOP or if the first part was a PSYOP. And this is where it gets frustrating is because everything starts to not make sense. So so the American public shows their their willingness to believe, I guess. Willful ignorance, I guess. And they all applaud. Because remember, Osama bin Laden is the pinnacle of the terrorist. He's got the beard, he's got the turban or whatever that thing's called. I don't no, forgive me if I have any listeners that are Middle Eastern. I don't know what that's called. I'm sorry. Um, and the American public falls for it hook, line, and sinker. And so we have this treasure trove of information of his hideout in his in his in his hideout right in the middle of downtown Pakistan in his quote unquote hideout. And they don't release any of this stuff. So it makes you wonder. Coming from a president that said, I'm going to be the most transparent. I'm going to tell my press secretary, you don't talk about the drone program. I'm going to be the most transparent. We've got over hundreds of thousands of documents. Let's give them 17. This stuff has got to start making you guys angry. And not angry at Obama because it's not really all him. It's the entire system around him. It's the military-industrial complex. It's all of it. It's all of it, guys. It's not one person. They like to do that to you. They like to to push the man out in front with the suit and the good smile and the teleprompter reading so that he can take the fall. And he knows he's set up. To, he knows that he's the fall guy. Come on, man. These people know that they're the fall guy. Maybe Bush didn't know he was the fall guy because he was too stupid, but... I mean, really. we got to start looking at ourselves and saying, we need to start demanding stuff be answered. And then I watched a piece the other day. This is... Oh, man. This just shows you like what kind of cuckooville we live in. Where it talked about the U.S. soldier that released all those documents to WikiLeaks. 
and talked about how he was doing the right thing for his nation. And the literally, because he was, he's like, holy cow, these are all war crimes. I've got to, I've got to get this stuff out. I, I've, I've got to get this stuff out. So he releases it, thinking he's doing the right thing, and then pleads guilty. And, and then the news reporter says, "Well, he deems himself a patriot by releasing this information." He deems himself a patriot. Deems himself? Dude, he had thousands of files on government corruption and releases it, and you have the arrogance to sit there and says, he deems himself a patriot. What is going on? Why is all this stuff going on? This stuff is going on, ladies and gentlemen. Because we're an empire about to go into freefall. In a world of lies, telling the truth is a revolutionary idea. And that's what the system is getting you accustomed to. It's getting you accustomed to lies. They, they lie to your face. And then they manipulate you. And most people buy it. I bought it for a long time. Adam Kokesh talks about how he bought it. He didn't buy like the system because he knew the system was a fraud. But he talked about how he was brainwashed so hard that – and Adam, I don't mean to call you out, but you guys need to check out his show because it's amazing. But he talked about how he, he was in the Marines. He was so into that Marine culture that even though he knew that the war was a fraud, he wanted to go back because he didn't get a Purple Heart. That's crazy. Not saying that you're crazy, Adam. That is crazy that they did that to you. And it's crazy what they're doing to the American public. They are running psyops on you all day. And it's not the transparency. It's that you get 15 different stories from 15 different sources, and then if they do make a redaction or retraction or whatever the heck it's called, it's always back-of-the-paper stuff. Like oh yeah well we we completely misled the public here but just put that on like line you know put that on page seventeen and at the bottom paragraph don't worry they won't even read it but hey at least we did it we could say that we did it hey look right here right here we did it look we even circle it for you nobody's gonna read it but we did it because they understand the psychological effect of repeating something over and over and over. And now that leads me into the Ann Coulter stuff because I want you to understand how the right-wing neoconservative warmongering jerks shape the argument against libertarians. And they shape the argument against libertarians, people like myself. I, I, I guess I don't like putting myself in a category at all. It's just – I'm a human. I'm a human that wants liberty. I don't need some piece of paper to tell me that I shouldn't go kill my neighbor. I know that. I'm a human. I understand that. I don't need a piece of paper and some ink on it telling me that I shouldn't go rape my neighbor's wife or steal from somebody. I understand that. That is just being a good human. It's being part of a society. That's all it is. But what happens here is the neoconservatives – 
and their wars of aggression and their big government, big military arrogance is slowly fading away because the American public is starting to rediscover liberty and starting to rediscover common sense. With the amount of information that's out on the web now, for those of you that trust the official narrative of 9-11, go put your head through a brick wall. Do us all a favor. I'm not saying I'm a 9-11 conspiracy theorist, but I know that there's no black box magic passport that can just show up at the bottom of the rubble an hour after a plane hit the building, which exploded in front of my eyes into a giant ball of flame. And then ends up down in the ashes, and they find it like an hour later. Oh, look, look. It's it's the passport of the pilot that hijacked the second plane. Here it is. We've got his passport. It had to be him. I mean, come on, people. No plane has ever run into a building, and the building ever collapsed. Actually, even funnier than that, no building has ever collapsed from a structural fire ever. Up until 9-11. Ever. Fires burned for weeks. Never collapsed. So I'm not saying that you're not part of the group, the conspiracy theorist group. But why do you believe a bunch of known, known liars? Oh, Saddam's got west, weapons of mass destruction. we got to go over there. Where are the weapons? We don't – we can't find them. But he had him. We're sure that he had him. Why? Ah, just some guys told us he's got him. So here it is. The Ann Coulter breakdown. I've got 35 minutes. That should be plenty of time for me to get to this and also for me to get to a couple of other things. And then I want to end on a positive note because there are countries that are doing things. There are countries that are doing things to change their financial position. And I know that you guys hear me talk about this stuff all the time, but you have to get it. You have to understand that the way of life that you live right now just might, just might not be there in about five years. And I'm not being a doomsday conspiracy theorist or anything like that. I'm being a realist. The jobs are getting shipped away. They're raising taxes on you. Every time the government panics and raises taxes, it lowers confidence. It lowers consumer confidence because people stop having money in their paycheck. And then you have the layoffs with the federal workers. I was talking to my friend that's an air traffic controller, and he's like, yeah, it's not going to hurt me too bad. I get an extra day off, but I get furloughed, so I lose some money. But these people with the single income, that's a couple hundred dollars a month. That's going to hurt. That's, that's the gas bill, man. That's the light bill. That's all these things. And why is it, and why is it all taking place? War. We are an empire. I've said it almost every show, and you got to get it through your head. Over a hundred nations. When I interviewed Robbie Wells, he said it. We're an empire. We're a modern-day empire. Over a hundred nations, we got military bases. Yet we're seventeen trillion dollars in debt. Not really hard to figure that one out. And it's not that I don't support the troops. Troops, I love you guys. I love you so much. That I sit here and say that it's BS that you're fighting a bunch of unconstitutional, unwinnable wars. I don't want you to go put your life on the line for a bunch of people that want to sell bullets and sell arms to other countries and, and, and lose missiles. And then, oh, 
You just got to snap out of it, guys. This is not rocket science. So here's the neoconservative and culture with all the buildup that I can give you. And I'm going to break it all down. I mean, we're going to play the clips from last Wednesday. So if you missed the show or if you caught the show Wednesday with Robbie Wells, sorry, there's going to be a little redundancy, but we got to hit all this stuff. So here it goes. It's about one minute clip each, maybe 30 seconds each, and then I'm going to hammer it and explain to you what's going on. So here is her conversation about why, and this is always a neocon cop-out. It is always a neocon cop-out. You will hear it all the time. I'm for Iraq. I'm against Afghanistan. So you're for this lie, but you're not for this lie. You're for this lie because your boy sold it to you really well, and the bankers knew that Saddam Hussein was floating around the idea of trading gas in euros or gold instead of the U.S. dollar, and the U.S. freaked out. Same thing that Gaddafi did. Gaddafi started doing the same thing. Maybe I should get away from the petrol dollar. Oh, we might just have to have a revolution in your country. How's that sound? And then we'll fund the Muslim Brotherhood that will come in and remove you and then line up tens of thousands of blacks and chop their heads off. Because that's freedom. That's liberation. And you notice how quickly we transitioned away from Libya once it was out, once Gaddafi was out. No more about Libya. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Can't talk about the mess. Can't talk about the million dead Iraqis. Can't talk about that. It's all shielding, guys. You got to get into this stuff. You got to. If you don't get into this stuff, you're going to lose your freedoms. And that's serious. And when I say that, I'm not saying that haphazardly. That is serious business. If you don't get politically active, if you don't start learning this stuff, if you don't start calling out the fraud, then go ahead and just get ready. Because I'm going to read an article to you here in a little bit because these people over in Portugal are in the streets, hundreds of thousands of them, protesting austerity. And some of the signs that they're holding up is exactly what I'm telling you now. Because if you don't wake up now, and it's not even waking up, just pay attention. I know you can do math. I know you know 17 trillion in the hole is not good. I know you know getting having your country owned by a private bank is not good. I know that you can understand that big government's not good. And when they talk about global government, which is an even bigger government, oh, stop. Stop the madness, everyone. Arise. Find liberty. Find individual freedom. Question things. Question, why do I give a flying rip what my neighbor does if he doesn't bother me? I don't give a rip if my neighbor's in there doing lines of coke and shooting himself up with heroin. That's his deal. As long as he doesn't get in a car or go out and molest some kid or something, I'm cool, man. Just leave me alone. And that's what it is. Liberty is about understanding that as soon as you can regulate what your neighbor does, that's starting to take away from your freedoms. And as soon as you start going, well, I don't really like you. I don't really like you driving that red car. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, maybe we should pass legislation for no red cars. Oh, that sounds good. But then you know what's going to happen? Your neighbor's going to go, well, I don't like the fact that you have a blue car. And then they're going to go, well, yeah, I don't like blue cars either. We need to ban those also. What's going on here with the guns? It's the same kind of thing. So, and culture, everybody. I'm just getting, I'm getting ready because this is going to be, 
action time, I promise you. So here comes new conservative talking points. Everybody, get ready, because there is no logic involved. Are? Um, Let's do one at a time. Okay, war. Real war, yeah. <laughs> Real Iraq. War. It was good we went into Iraq? I'm for Iraq against Afghanistan, but to explain that in a way that I think libertarians should appreciate, there's one thing the federal government should be doing, well, maybe two, regulate interstate commerce and protect us from enemies. And the Republican Party position is we should intervene, go to war, do whatever it is foreign policy related when it makes America safer. I'll say quickly why I think Iraq was a magnificent war was Saddam was dangerous to us. You can't have these crazed terrorists out there. It isn't 12 people by themselves who are flying planes organizing that terrorist attack. They're being funded. But they, they weren't from Iraq. Um, Saddam was certainly looking to help them, to fund them. He was seeking, as now two bipartisan commissions, both here in England, spent six months investigating. He was looking for uranium from, from Niger. Okay. I'm for a million dead Iraqis. I'm just trying to get this logic straight. I'm for a million dead Iraqis which we were sold that they funded this whole terrorist plot, and that's why we had to go invade, even though we had troops stationed on the border um, a week in advance. So that wasn't, that wasn't premeditated or anything. And I'm for a million dead Iraqis. Like, okay, I just keep saying that, but it's so true. And uh, I'm against Afghanistan because I don't think we should be protecting poppy fields, even though Big Pharma needs it. So, okay, I think I got the first two points out. So let's move on to what do you do, Miss Ann Coulter, in a case of Libya, per se, where you have a dictator who's actually not too bad of a dictator, a soft, I guess, soft dictator, Muammar Gaddafi, who is actually openly trading with England up until, you know, not even a year before – we had our love bombs going there. And yeah, we got Tony Blair over there meeting with him and all kinds of stuff. And they're having a good time yucking it up and, you know, free trade. And then once again, he started talking about, I want to trade in euros or I want to go away from the gold. I want to go trade gold and something else or with gold back currency. And then it's, um, yeah, it's, it's freak out time for the oil companies at that point. Because that was a pretty big port and pretty gig supply of oil. So what will we do about them? Or here's a good idea. What will we do about Syria? Do you think that we should go into Syria because the regime is bad? Let's find out. It, it, it is a problem that you have all these countries, some of them with very literate and pro-Western, pro-American populations, but they're led by crazy leaders. I'd say that includes Iraq, Syria, uh, Iran. These are fantastic countries for regime change. You we knock out go the to crazy. War in all these places? No, but keep that in mind so you might want to fund the insurgents. Yeah, so, oh, and we continue to fund them, by the way. We just sent them more money and, oh, we just sent them food. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It was millions of dollars in food. We already sent them the weapons. That's fine. We're, you know, we already funded Al Qaeda over there, and if you don't believe that, just. Go look it up. It's all public now. Funding the al-Qaeda insurgents who literally said after Libya that they're in Syria in videos online that they're saying after Syria we're coming to the U.S. 
It's a good idea to fund those guys because they're very loyal. I mean, just, you know, very loyal people. Now, I do remember this one term that I learned in history class. It was called a coup, and that was where a military, an outside military force went and overthrew somebody. No, that's called regime change now, so we don't have to worry about that. And also in Libya, like I said, we removed Gaddafi and put in the Muslim Brotherhood. And then, oh, after Gaddafi was removed, the military was in charge for about eight months. And the guy that was in charge of the military started saying he wanted to be a dictator. No, excuse me, that was Egypt where we did that. My bad. So as you can see, we have got this all planned out. This is this just works. You go in, you knock the guy out, everything's peaches afterwards, elections, hugs and kisses all around. Man, in democracy beautiful. Remember, but we're liberating those countries though. We're not killing thousands of their own civilians. No, 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 no. We're not killing their civilians. Nope. No, we don't kill uh, you know up to 200 people in Pakistan with a Predator missile and say it's collateral damage if we can get one supposed bag out. We don't do that. No, everybody in the world loves us because we're, we're the U.S. So here's the next clip from Ann Coulter as she continues parading out her neoconservative nonsensical ideas and then gets lambasted by – the libertarians, which actually have brains and rational thoughts and don't buy into media propaganda. So here's the next clip from the audio session. Look, this is why people think libertarians are We're living in a country that is 70% socialist. The government takes 60% of your money. They are, uh, they're taking care of your health care, of your pensions. They are telling you who you can hire, what the regulations what can have be. To do with the drug and war? you want to suck up to your little liberal friends and say, oh, but we want to legalize pot. You know, if you, if you were a little more manly, you'd tell the liberals what your position on employment discrimination is. How about that? So the question was, and I think I got these clips out of order, the question was, what about the drug war? And then I'll have to pull it up because I, um, I think it's the next one. So it kind of went out of order here, but I think this is it. So stand by, everybody. Here is the original clip I wanted to play before. The drug war is a failure. Get rid of it. Oh, you libertarians and pot. Um, first of all... And heroin and oxycodone and all of it. Okay, so there's the original clip. That's the setup. And then she goes into, you guys are just going to suck up to liberals. No. Once again, we know that the war on drugs is a fraud. Putting nonviolent people in prison for years on end for trafficking stuff like pot that was actually a medicine up until it was demonized. You guys need to look up how pot became illegal. It will blow your mind. It was used in almost – I think it was used in 80% of all medicinal treatments – until it was outlawed. Hemp oil was. Hemp oil, toothaches, you name it. I mean, people weren't walking around taking bong rips or anything like that. But 
it was a useful product, and it's a useful textile, and it's the best biofuel on the planet. But here's the neoconservative, once again, marginalizing the libertarian point of view. And what she does is she cherry-picks pot because she knows that liberal people want to legalize marijuana and gay marriage. And so she'll cherry-pick that out and then slide it over to the liberal side. Okay? Taking it away, and, and then she's over on the right wing. She's way to the right and just says, no, 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 no drugs, no drugs. Drugs are bad. Drugs are bad, just like the D.A.R.E. program. Drugs are bad, except we're going to show you how to use them all so you guys can get arrested later, you know, and all that stuff. Drugs are bad. And then, so she takes that pot and then inserts it over here like libertarians and liberals all hang out together on the pot land. No. We don't hang out with either one of you guys. We're right there in the middle, and we're like, this is all a fraud. You're putting a, you're putting people in jail for years, ruining people's lives for nothing. But you'll let a violent offender walk after two years in probation after he murders people. And then he goes back out and murders people again, and you guys are like, gee, I can't understand why the murder rate's going up. I just can't understand it. Meanwhile, the guy that probably got you know, arrested with um, – a brick of cocaine or something that's in jail for 20 years. But the but the guy that killed somebody, he's out and he's having a good time. Everything's fine. So that's how they do it. And you know how she talks about, well, you need to talk about how employment discrimination and everything. And she muses talking points that libertarians already know. We Hey, we know that we live in a pretty, pretty predominantly socialist country. We get it. We're not for that stuff either. We're not for that. We're not for handouts. We're not for government. We're not for big government. We're not for government programs. We're not for huge monoliths like the Department of Education. None of it. But you can't even understand that because your idea of freedom is living underneath living underneath laws. Living underneath laws and edicts and and um what is the proper term, excuse me? Uh, statutes. I've said this before. We all live under – we don't live under constitutional law anymore, everybody. We live under statutory law, a.k.a. commercial law. And I can get into a whole show on that, but there have been people killed about talking about stuff like that, so I'm not even going to do it. And if you think I'm joking, go YouTube it for a little while. Go YouTube it for a little while. YouTube some of the people that talk about the constitutionality of people pull, about getting speeding tickets, the constitutionality of getting any kind of ticket because it's all contract law. It's contract law. Like when you get a uh, – I can't even get it. I'm not going to get into it because I'm not going to get whacked over something that stupid. So Ann Coulter continues to press this agenda. And then one of the students actually calls her out um says, "Look, I'm same thing I said earlier. I'm not I don't want to smoke pot, I don't want to do heroin, I don't want to do any of this stuff, but that doesn't mean that I have the right to tell somebody else right next to me what they can and can't put in their body." So here's that clip. Why can't gays get married like straights do? All right, sorry about that. Wrong clip. This is it. It's a longer one. I have never smoked pot before. I don't think you want to. I, I never want to. I never 
never want to try, in all honesty, the drugs that are illegal, I, I don't want to try any of them. I don't think any but, of you are stoners. You're nerds. He asked me about no. pot legalization. My question <laughs> is, how is it... How is it any of your business what I choose to put in my body if I'm not affecting anyone else? Let the lady answer. Okay, first of all, for alleged individualists, you're very mob-like. Um, second of all, it is my business. It is all right, my but the business question is, why is it when business? we are living in a welfare state? You get rid of the welfare state, and then we'll talk about drug legalization. But right now, I have to pay for, oh, it turns out, coming down the pike, your health care. I have to pay your unemployment when you can't hold a job. I have to pay for your food, for your housing. But if yeah, it's not, not using any of those programs in a hypothetical world or whatever, then would you be okay yeah, with yeah. it? Look, um, if we didn't have a socialist country and you didn't have to pay for their see, drug use? that's exactly the point I'm saying you guys ought to be concentrating on. We live in a welfare state. She won't answer the question. I'm right. answering the question. <clears throat> Once again, misdirection by the... I'm just going to call her the repeater or the or the parakeet. Which, I mean, we got to pick up a good name for her. Because that's just ridiculous. The girl asked you a direct question. And if Stossel didn't save your ass right there and throw you the life preserver of we live in a socialist nation so you could grab that and say, yeah, that's what I'm trying to get you guys to see. Look, dummy, we get it. We also get that your views are stupid. H having somebody arrested for possessing a plant is dumb. But yet you can go and Rush Limbaugh can go get addicted to opiates, and, and that's fine. No, a doctor prescribed that. That is – he's got a white coat on. He's got a degree. You don't have a degree. No, I've just got thousands of years of medicine predating 60 years ago. Hemp was used back in ancient Egypt as medicine. Oh, psh, what did they know? Um, they knew a lot. Built the pyramids. Have you figured out how to do that yet? All right. So she has to misdirect the question, and once again, she pulls out cherry pick pot out again because once again, that's something that the liberal perspective always talks about legalizing marijuana. So she takes that out and puts the libertarians over in the little box with the liberals and says, "Come, come, come, come over here, come over here, come over here. You're missing it. You don't get it. No, we do get it. You're an idiot. You're a joke. You're a repeater. You're a parakeet." You're a teleprompter reader. You're a talking point repeater. That's all you are. And you use misdirection because what you're going to see, if you see a neoconservative watch that, they're going to say, well, libertarians, all they want to do is legalize pot. Because once again, it is so thinly veiled and so like third grade-ish that you cannot disseminate reality from whatever that play, Shakespearean play that she's putting on. With her voice inflection and her wagging the finger and talking to you like, like you're, you know, like, ooh, like mommy. And I think that's the next clip that I've got. And this is the last clip, I think, for that whole eight minutes. And then I'm going to get into some of the news. But it gets me so fired up because it's so flamingly retarded if you can use your brain. Think about this. 
think about how much less welfare you would have to pay Ann Coulter if all those nonviolent drug offenders were let out of jail. That can actually come back to being productive members of society if you decriminalized all those drugs and then treated people like some of these South American nations are. And then they talk about how drug use has been cut in half. But you can't talk about those studies because that doesn't support your agenda. Remember, the establishment owned the right and the left. Robbie Wells talked about that on Wednesday. They own both sides. And so when you see the funding, it's like, oh, we're going to give a billion dollars or a million dollars to Mitt Romney. We're going to give a million dollars to uh, Barack Obama because they want to be on the side of the winner because when that when that time comes, when they need that big favor like Solandra so you can dump some money in and your guys can rape the company and shut it down, they're going to want to go, hey, hey, come here. You you um you remember when we gave you a million bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to need a little favor. It's mafia. Insider mafia stuff. And if you guys think for a minute that those people in Washington give a flying rip about you, go find out how much money Dianne Feinstein had when she went into Congress and how much money she's worth now. Same with Nancy Pelosi. These people aren't in it for you. They're in it for power and they're in it for money. They could. They would take a giant hose out and just spray it all over all of us and say, ah, ha, 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 look at you idiots. We're worth billions. They are. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And they go in there worth like, oh, like two million on the books. And it's like, oh, you, um, you're worth 160 million and you made that in, made that in, 10 years in Congress making $275,000 a year. How'd you do that again? Oh, it's good investments. Oh, like insider investments. Oh, okay. So here's the last of the Ann Coulter clip. And then I want to finish with the greatest speech ever made. It's three minutes. So I'm going to yield the balance of my time to that after I hit the news. So here's the last bit of Ann Coulter's um, shenanigans. And I think that this is where she starts out and she sounds like a chicken. I think that's this one. This is the gay marriage, and I got one more behind this one. So listen, because Ann Coulter is going to really resemble a rooster or chicken or some kind of poultry. Why can't gays get married like straights do? Um, well, they can. They have to marry a member of the opposite sex. Why can't they marry a member of their sex? This is another one where you're just sucking up the liberals when there are big fights. We really no, need we to believe be in a very individuals should be left right alone. Now. But my reason, it has nothing to do with libertarians or gays or anything else. Marriage is the most important um, institution to civilize young people, bring them into. I mean, I, if you, I want to make divorce a lot more difficult too. Um, liberals want to destroy. Here it comes, the and mommy. Point, libertarians, you listen to this. Liber Liberals want to destroy the family so that you will have one loyalty, and that is to the government. And it made me warm and fuzzy inside to watch the educated libertarians laugh in her face when she comes with that statist crap. Once again, a talking point. Liberals want to destroy the family so that everybody will be reliant on the state, and the state will be God. 
That's what they want. If you want freedom, come with us so we can start unconstitutional wars and kill people with drone strikes and then talk about how great it was that we killed Amor an American citizen in a foreign nation with a drone, and it was beautiful, even though he dined at the Pentagon days before nine, days after 9-11. Yeah, go look that up. Dine with Army Brass, top brass. It's so sick. It's like they think that you can't read. And she did play the mommy card. You heard it. Listen up, libertarians, and you have to watch the video. Remember, go to my YouTube channel, We Are Not Cattle TV, and watch it. Watch her. She puts the finger and wags the finger. Listen up, libertarians. This is a very important point. I am Ann Coulter. I am your mommy. You need to listen to what mommy tells you. <laughs> and it, and it, that kind of anecdotal crap doesn't work anymore. We're not mind slaves like your other generation. We're independent thinkers. And the fact that you're like, oh, and then you minimize this again where you're like, you know, for rugged individualists, you're very mob-like, you know, playing the part of the victim. Come on, man. I took two years of psychology, and I see the crap that you're trying to pull. I mean, really, who do you think you're getting that over on? A bunch of well-educated, free thinkers? Yeah, good luck with that. So last part of the Ann Coulter Club, and then I will um, finish up with a couple of news items. People who are in a third party specifically because they won't compromise their beliefs would hold an opinion just to suck up to a bigger party. Because I think there are much bigger issues. If you are a genuine libertarian, there's an awful lot to be privatizing right now. I mean, why do we have an education department out of Washington, D.C.? When Ronald Reagan ran for office, why do we have a commerce department? Why do we have agricultural subsidies? We are living in a, in a nation that's 70% socialist. There are serious issues where we could really use free marketeers. And, and, and what do you ask me about legalizing bots? I don't even have a witty comeback for that. It's just so dumb. Like, So evidently Ann Coulter came in with three cue cards. It was legalizing pot, and you have to sound like a complete like like it's so over the top like it's something that should be so minimized legalizing pot yes yeah, stuff that actually helps cure cancer yeah let's try legalizing that how about it let's give people alternative medicine let's give people no 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 you gotta go get chemo with the guy in the white coat because the guy in the white coat went to school for six years and learned what the establishment wants him to learn doesn't learn about nutrition Man, Doc, I feel kind of sluggish. I'd go take a vitamin B12 shot. Here, try this. It's a pick-me-up. Doc, I feel kind of stressed out. Maybe you should get outside and do some exercise. Here, take some Xanax. There you go. Now you'll calm down. Take some serotonin reuptake inhibitors. That'll calm you down. Okay, so now on to the news. And then that last clip is about... The Three minutes, so you guys will have to bear with it. But it's fantastic. I haven't played in it about a year. It might be like a year thing for me. Oh, congratulations to myself. I made it a year on the radio. Woohoo! Or on Blog Talk Radio. So I've been out doing this thing for a year. So and it's, I ain't going to stop, guys. I love liberty, and I'm trying to get you guys informed and get you eyes armed with the truth or some semblance there of the truth. We're never going to know the whole truth. But hey, let's get ready. So here is the last article that I want to cover, and then I want to play the um, 
Play the clip. And this is from France for um, France 24. I almost said France 420. That was funny. And it says, hundreds of thousands march against austerity in Portugal. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because the banksters took all your jobs and your unemployment rate's over 20% and you guys aren't getting any money and you're having to assault food trucks in order to get food. But everything's fine. The bankers love you guys. Everything's fine. So here's part of the article. I'm actually going to – I might actually read the whole thing. So forgive me. I might stumble and bumble through this. Hundreds of thousands of people took to the streets of Lisbon and and other Portuguese cities on Saturday to protest the government's austerity measures aimed at rescuing – the debt hit Eurozone nation. 90% of its fraud that they signed them on to, much like in Iceland, where they just told the bankers to go screw themselves and arrested them all. But once again, the establishment's always going to cover for the big banks. Rallies were organized and were organized by a non-political movement, which claimed 500,000 marched on the country's capital and another 400,000 in the main northern city of Porto. That stuff might come here, guys, so get ready. Get your marching shoes on. Of course, Americans are so dumbed down and lazy that they'll probably go rent hover rounds to to go up to um, to Washington to protest, or they'll just um, see if they can Skype in or something. Because you can't really get involved with things. You gotta just you gotta just be like a um, a Facebook evangelist. Those guys, like the Facebook and YouTube people, they're like, I'm on Facebook all the time, post-political stuff. Hey, have you ever gone in and protested Fed? No, why would I do that? Why would I go out in public? That's crazy talk. Okay, so continuing. But the mood of the crowd was clearly political, calling for new elections with banners saying, and this is the key, ladies and gentlemen. Portugal to the polls. And the other one, in quotes, if you fall asleep in a democracy, you wake up. In a dictatorship. In end quote. Another banner showed pictures of the center right prime minister. Today I am in the sh-, and it says in quote today I am in the streets. Tomorrow it will be you. Whew. These guys are not messing around. And you guys got to see these pictures. It's ridiculous. And and then it says Portugal was granted a financial rescue package worth 78 billion euros. Oh, a financial rescue package back in 2000 or 2011. That worked out. Why don't you guys just have them, you know, make origami um origami birds or something with their with their currency? I mean, they can't obviously buy anything with it. In exchange for a pledge to straighten out its finances via austerity measures. So the banker said, "Listen, we're going to implode you guys, and we're going to hold you hostage. So unless you tax the crap out of your citizenry and cut all their jobs, we're just going to yeah, we're just going to stop funding you, stop funding everything. You're just going to be bankrupt, and then and then what do you do? So they 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 do. It's it's financial conquering. It's the same thing that China's doing to us, but nobody talks about that." Yeah, we borrow, you know, 40 cents on the dollar from China in order to get stuff done, but that's not a big deal. No, nah, nah, you know, another government owning your debt, that's not a big deal at all. And then it says Lisbon or Lisbon has to reduce the public deficit by 4.5% of its G, of of the GDP this year. But the government recently considered it to or conceded it may be impossible for it to reach this target given the continued recession. Once again, caused by the banksters, creating derivatives fraud, 
and gambling your money away. Gambling your money away. And that's all I'm going to read from that because I do want to get to this clip. And I, I think I might have it right here. Yep, it's three minutes and 37 seconds, so just in time. might run a little bit over. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Once again, check me out on the YouTube channel, We Are Not Cattle TV. Check me out on my website, wearenotcattle.net. Hey, follow me on Twitter. I'm starting to get into Twitter now, everybody. It's getting kind of crazy. We Are Not Cattle, the number one. That's We Are Not Cattle, the number one. I'm Jake Counts. Once again, everybody, get a friend, get informed, and get involved Share the show with people that you like, people that you know, people that you that know or that you know, they'll want to know what's going on. That was a lot of no's right there, but share this show with people that you know that want to understand what's going on in the world. I'm going to play this and enjoy yourselves, and then I'll hit my exit music at the end. Enjoy. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. 
by the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite!